You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey everyone, this week we're giving away a six-month subscription to leadquizzes.com valued at $300. Leadquizzes helps you create interactive lead generation quizzes to help you grow your email list. This is the same software I use to generate over 20,000 leads for my business in 2017. For a chance to win, subscribe to the podcast, then take a snapshot or picture showing your subscribe and text it to 716-218-8981 or email it to growthexperts at yahoo.com. Now let's get back to the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is Dennis Brown, and I have another amazing guest today. His name is Jeff J. Hunter, and he's a project manager, he's a consultant, and he's a virtual team expert that has helped build teams all around the world. He's even been featured on CBS. He has helped scale million-dollar startups to billion-dollar enterprises and has helped literally hundreds of entrepreneurs to grow their business virtually. He's also the CEO of VAStaffer.com with a staff of over 50 VAs servicing hundreds of clients around the globe. Welcome to the show, Jeff. Wow. That's a great intro. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, listen, you've earned it, right? I mean, you've earned it. Those are all, that's all the real deal. You know, I mean, five years ago, you couldn't have said all those things, but you, you put the hustle behind it and you made it happen. And so, you know, to the victor goes the spoils. You've got a thriving business. We're going to talk about some of that today, but to tee it up for the audience, tell us a little bit of your backstory. Give us a minute or two of your backstory on how you went from being this project management guy to the CEO of a, of an outsourcing company. Wow. You know what? It all boils down to a four-letter word, time. <laughs> As a project manager, I, you know, I became a top five project manager at a, at a Fortune 300 company. And it was it was a challenge, you know, learning the whole system and, and, you know, going into a big corporation, you have to deal with a bunch of red tape. And, you know, there's just so much work to do all the time. And as soon as you start doing well, they basically throw another number at the end of your title uh, to make you feel more empowered. They give you about 15 percent or 25 percent more responsibility. But the pay doesn't reflect it, you know. But what was interesting was that I, I learned really quickly that I w- was wasting a lot of my time on trivial things in, in my in my six figure job, which was, you know, Gantt charts, you know, expense reports and accounting. And I probably I probably would spend less than 50 percent of my day doing actual project management, which is pretty funny for a project manager. So I, at first I was asking, you know, hey, could you guys hire us like an executive assistant or uh, you know, some sort of a, you know, secretary or something. And they didn't. So what was really interesting was that I was managing remote teams doing installs and very complex multi-million dollar projects all around America at that time. And the real core of what I found was that you can do so much business remotely now. You can do so much virtually. You can do things on the phone and computers and you can remote into things. And I was like, wow, I've always been huge into technology. And I started realizing that I could actually use a virtual team 
to get stuff done. And that was like that pivotal moment for me when I started seeing, oh my gosh, there's so much value in this. And being working for a corporation, they didn't really value the idea of that leverage, the virtual leverage. And when I started being recognized as one of the top five project managers, when I started getting my act together and, and really using this, it was kind of a, a slap in the face when they told me, they said, wow, how are you doing this? And I told them and they said, we can't roll this out. And as a matter of fact, I got written up. <laughs> so Hiring a virtual assistant for me to help do all the stuff that uh, was keeping me not focused on the core of my business actually got me in trouble at work. So that's how I'm here today. That's crazy. So you thought outside the box in an effort to try to increase your productivity, your efficiency, and everything that they were expecting you to do as a six-figure employee, and you got a slap on the wrist for it. Pretty much. Yeah. Corporate America, you got to love it, right? (laughs) That's when I started realizing that maybe I had a a very unique skill set that that I could utilize, you know, differently. So I actually started building my own virtual team just as a hobby on the side. It was fun. I've always had a a knack for building websites and little community projects and things like that. And the next thing you know, my my side job was making as much as my day job. And I said, well, shoot, if I'm only spending a few hours a day, literally was only spending a few hours a day on this thing. I said, I wonder how it would do if I actually just dedicated myself to it. And I took a plunge uh, back in 2016, where I literally just left (laughs) my work, took my family with me (laughs) to the Philippines and uh, started my my kind of my base office over there. And um, it's just been an amazing journey ever since. And I've got, you know, like, like you said, you know, over 50 people that work with me uh, worldwide, including America, by the way, America, the Philippines. I have some people in Pakistan. I've got people in South America. You know, talent does not discriminate. That's one thing I've learned, Dennis. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. I mean, I've outsourced for probably the first time I did any outsourcing overseas was probably about five or six years ago. And I was absolutely shocked. I think one of the first outsourcers I ever hired was an SEO guy out of the Philippines. Mm. And this guy was a freaking rock star. I mean, he was absolutely amazing. And I mean, economically, it was just an absolute no brainer for me. And I was paying him 25% more than anybody else would pay him. So it was a win-win for everybody. And so I totally agree with you there. So listen, today, what I want to do, I think one of the most interesting parts about having you on this show is this, we hear a lot about outsourcing and virtual assistants. It's become such a trend, particularly the last five, six, seven years, right? But what I want to talk about today is something that CEOs and entrepreneurs should get super excited about. And that is this. I want you to help me understand how entrepreneurs or CEOs can deploy VAs to help them actually make more money. Can you tell me some tips or strategies on how you would do that if you could come into their business, consult with them and help set it up? Well, (laughs) you know what? There's two main ways to do that. And I'm I'm glad that we're focusing on this because, you know, personally, I'm a cost neutral hiring guy. And that's how every CEO should be, by the way, is everyone that you hire should be making you money, right? And even going back to what you said earlier about your amazing person uh, that you hired from the Philippines before, like, you know, one of the cool things that, that we also have, not only are we able to, you know, create amazing opportunities for people worldwide, you know, giving them amazing salaries and bringing them on board and working with us. A lot of everyone on my team is basically an independent contractor. 
I'd recommend that, by the way, for tax purposes. <laughs> but cost neutral hiring is like the best, especially when you're outsourcing. And I always try to, to make sure that you hire for a role. And if you're trying to specifically look for virtual assistants to help grow your revenue, there's really two ways to do that. There's really two main pieces. We'll, we'll pick that up inbound and outbound. Right. And when it comes to inbound sales, you're looking at people, you're hiring people that can help you build landing pages or like the guy that you said that you hired before to do SEO, right? To bring people into your uh, organization or, or, or uh, position yourself really well. Or maybe it's email campaigns or follow-ups, building websites. These are things that are super duper important. Also, inbound inquiries, you know, having a virtual sales assistant that can process your inbound inquiries. I know for me personally, I get around 10 to 15 requests for services like every day. And I don't, you know, I don't have time for that stuff. So I've got two people that are dedicated to, you know, reach out to them, to get them on the calendar, pick up the phone. You know, these are things that are costing you sales. When the lead comes to you and they're ready to buy, or at least they're ready to hear more about your services and they, they contact you, they, you, they use that, that contact form or they call you and nobody answers or replies for days, trust me when I say you're losing money, right? Yeah. Statistically speaking, I mean, I read an article not long ago that said for every hour that it takes to respond to an inbound lead, you know, your chances of closing that lead or even getting them on the phone decrease significantly. So I think that quick response piece could be just an absolute no brainer. Yeah. And the other part of it, so that's the inbound side of it. The other part is the outbound side of it. I mean, something that's absolutely atrocious to salespeople. And by the way, if you're a CEO of your own company, a small firm, you are your sales department usually. (laughs) Exactly. And so many people spend time on the outbound stuff, like prospecting. Like it's so frustrating for a CEO who has amazing skills who should be doing amazing things is wasting their time going out on LinkedIn or going to Google listings and yellow pages, trying to find new leads. That's like the worst. But you really have a trade-off when it comes to outbound. When it comes to outbound sales, you either hire a virtual assistant to help you do prospecting or you hire a virtual assistant to do fulfillment so that you can go back to prospecting. And some people like prospecting. And by the way, that's totally fine because, you know, you know your business the best usually. And having someone do your outbound sales, it can be tricky. But here's what I like to do. I like to do both. <laughs> I have my virtual assistants do prospecting and fulfillment. So why would you want to do that? Well, A, I'm not going to waste my time going out and prospecting. And I know I'm saying the word wasting is a very powerful word. But if you have the right systems in place, and let me put this out to you, Dennis, if you have, for example, a very specific target market of, let's say, chiropractors, okay, let's say that you're a marketing agency and you're targeting chiropractors. And what you're doing is you're reaching out to them. And let's say you've got a product for chiropractors that's maybe you're helping them do Facebook ads or something like that. So if you're doing that, you can actually have a VA go out and use Google listings or LinkedIn or whatever and find all the different all the different chiropractors in a specific area. And you can have a custom message that is very customized to chiropractors. Hey, 
uh, this is, you know, so-and-so and I'm, uh, you know, I work with some chiropractors in your area doing their Facebook marketing. I noticed that you are whatever, you know, you, you can use something so generic, but it seems personalized. And then you just have your virtual assistant go out there, find these people and send the email on your behalf. And it will look just as good as if you do it yourself. So an example so, like that is where you, where the VA is actually leveraging the salesperson or the CEO or the entrepreneur's time and acting as them. So they're sending an email out as them. So when the email is signed, it's signed regards, you know, whoever that CEO is, but the actual labor and time and energy associated with finding and sending and doing that, that outreach is actually being done by the VA, right? Bingo. And I call those a virtual sales assistant. You know, there's lots of words. I mean, some of people call it an executive assistant. But that's to me personally, that's probably one of the best ways that you can spend money that is easily a return. Let's say that you let's say you hire a VA or you use a VA service that costs you a thousand dollars a month and you get one sale, one sale from a client. Let's say you've got a fifteen hundred fifteen hundred dollar a month retainer, which is what most marketing agencies have. That one sale will pay for the entire VA for the rest of the year. (laughs) Right. Plus some. Yeah. And so what the sales assistant would do is they would actually bring it to a certain point and the objective would be for them to get them on the calendar. And then the CEO or the entrepreneur or salesperson would take over from that point. And then they would go back to prospecting and finding the new people. Right. Yeah. And you know what? Here's a tip. If you are doing this cold outreach to people, I can tell you this right now. So many people are doing it the wrong way. You want to offer value to people. So what, one of the things that you can do is you can say, hey, offer a couple different strategies that you do in your service, whatever it is that you are out there doing, you know, those of you listening, and put some tips in there and say, hey, yeah, here's a couple of ways you can do it. I'd love to help you implement that. If you've got 20 minutes on your calendar, you know, feel free to click on the link below and, and schedule some time. And that's something that you can have your VA just send out to them. And believe it or not, you'll have people on your calendar. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, you could have them. They could do it through LinkedIn. They could do it through Facebook. They could do it through Twitter. They could do it through email. I mean, they could do cold emails that, you know, that are that warm up the audience, you know, and they could do it at scale as opposed to the entrepreneurs doing it. Oh, yeah. Well, and you are a LinkedIn like master. So, you know, just how valuable it is to have your connections grow on LinkedIn. For me, I spend, uh, you know, I, I spend a lot of uh, resources in the past, like of my own time building out my LinkedIn network. And I, before I realized, I'm like, oh my gosh, why don't I have my VA go into my LinkedIn account <laughs> and start connecting to the ideal clients that I want to work with and sending them these messages. And I have, and it's just been absolutely wonderful to, you know, like you said earlier, like cold email outreach, as soon as you get somebody to accept your friend request on LinkedIn, you've got their contact information. And that is just so valuable. And so many people don't know that you can export all of your LinkedIn contacts within like 10 minutes and have a badass email list. Now, would I recommend that? (laughs) Probably not, not with the GDRP and all that stuff, you know, around the corner. But there's definitely ways to do that using Mailshake. Mailshake's a great tool. It's like sending email from your own personal account. So it kind of circumvents that whole anti-spam stuff. But the truth is having that data and being able to build a beautiful list and having the work be done by someone else is just so critical. Because one of the things I think you and I can both agree on, Dennis, is that we only have a finite amount of time in the day. 
right? Absolutely. <laughs> and getting the most out of your time, getting the most productivity out of ourselves is a challenge on the daily as an entrepreneur. As a CEO, we're distracted by all sorts of stuff, you know, the shiny object syndrome and all that. And having dedicated people to do specific roles in your business, especially for me, like customer support, like that's a part of sales, like your customer support. And I know from working with you, it's super critical to make sure that your customers get response in a quick and timely fashion. It's really important that they're taken care of and feel happy. Otherwise, you get refunds and cancellations and whatever else. That's the type of stuff that we typically like. Are we our own secretary? Are we really doing our own customer support? Are we really doing our own prospecting? Or are we focused on the most valuable use of our time? And a lot of times that requires us to do a reality check on what the most valuable use of our time actually is. Agreed. And and you know, you mentioned something, and I want I want to kind of highlight that here. You know, I like every entrepreneur struggle, right? With growing number of tasks that land, ultimately they start on my plate and I need to figure out where to put them or juggle them or drop them or break them or whatever happens, right? And so, you know, I actually hired Jeff's team to start out doing some of my customer service response time, right? So they've been very, very, you know, receptive and have been doing a great job on that. And they're going to take on some other roles. So, I mean, not only is Jeff a friend and an expert, but he's actually, you know, he, he works with me and is helping me do these things for my business. So I just want to point that out. You know, one thing I want to hone in on this really quick, if if you could, because we're, I want to try to keep this relatively short, but if you had to talk about one of the biggest mistakes that, you know, that people make when they're hiring a VA or when they're hiring a, a VA firm, what do you think that would be? You know, I think the biggest mistake is just not having clarity around what you want to get done. You know, I, I want to give you credit because when you reached out to me for help, you already knew what you wanted. You're like, dude, this is <laughs> my customer support tickets are backed up. You know, my, you know, you knew that was the biggest priority for you. And I think a lot of times people have a hard time because they're, they're so all over the place that they don't have any sort of instruction or documentation or process on what they do. And, you know, one of the ways that you can easily get past that, if you're listening to this right now saying, oh, my gosh, I don't have that. I don't have time for that. Let me tell you something you do. And it's going to be beautiful because you're doing it anyway. All you have to do is download a free app, either Tiny Take or ScreenFlow or, you know, there's all these different little video recording capture apps that can screen record your videos. Loom. Loom is a great Chrome extension plugin. Love it. That's what I use. That's what I yeah. sent you. I sent you a Loom video that documented exactly what I wanted you to do. And you guys grabbed it and ran with it. Yeah. And that's the thing. People are like, I don't have time to make instructions or train someone or whatever. It's like, what you want to do is literally just do what you're doing and hit the record button and just explain it. So the next time you're doing something that you don't want to do anymore, just do it and say, hi, this is Dennis, and today I'm going to show you how to process some customer service tickets, <laughs> just like Dennis did, and then run through it and literally just talk about it. And what's beautiful about this method of training, guys, is that it hits on a, a really, he actually hits on three main training ways. Is one, audio, right? You, you're satisfying the audio requirement. People that are listening to you that are understanding what they need to be done. Some people need to be need to listen to what what needs to be done. Some people are more like visual, so it also captures that so they can see it. 
And of course, what's really nice is the tactile learner. This is something that's really hard to do virtually is someone who needs to be like hands on doing something. And this gives them the opportunity to really be with you in the experience. And of course, they can always pause it and they can rewind it. Or if they have to do this a week from now and they forget something, they go back to the video and they can watch it again. It's just a beautiful thing. Yep, absolutely. Well, listen, we've talked about a lot of great tools like Loom and even others throughout this episode. But if you had to pick one tool, what's your favorite growth tool or software? You know what? I, I love Slack. I love Slack. Slack is a great communication tool. It's kind of like Skype, except you have a little bit more control and it integrates with a lot of stuff. One of the ways that I integrate Slack into my life is uh, all my payment processors like Stripe and PayPal, things like that. When I get payments from clients, I like to have my team act quickly and, and you know, acknowledge the payments to my clients and things like that. And, uh, and I have Slack integrate with those so I can see when payments come in. Of course, I have instant communication with my team and they have it on their phones and their computers. It's just a wonderful tool. And for me, I like to have like instant communication with my team. When you're going your own team internally, it's really important to make sure that you have a unified message before you reach out to a client with a solution. And I think that that's a really important way to do so. So I definitely nominate Slack for my number one tool. I'm not surprised with having over 50 people working virtually around the world that Slack is your number one tool. It doesn't <laughs> shock me. In, if I had to if I had to make a bet before you gave me that answer, you know, I, I probably would have been right nine out of 10 times. So <laughs> yeah. what's one book that you would recommend to my audience? And then we're going to close it out. Ooh, man. You know, if I have to give a shout out to my man for giving me infinite job security, Tim Ferriss for the four hour work week. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. Loved it. Um, he really modernized and mainstreamed outsourcing to normal people, I guess would be the, the best way to do it. You know, in the past, the only way to do outsourcing was if you owned a big corporation or you were a big sales executive and you could set up a, a big tower in the Philippines or whatever, because you know what? Five, six, seven years ago, the internet wasn't reliable overseas. It wasn't like it is now. I mean, now I have fiber connections some of my people have fiber connections in the Philippines. They, the internet is way more affordable. And I can tell you one thing too, most of, everyone has at least a 4G connection LTE, you know, and it's just incredible to think that a third world country like the Philippines could do that. Personally, I have a Google Project 5 phone. It's uh, amazing. Uh, Google has their own cell phone service. I've had it since they started it uh, years ago. And it works in 120 plus different countries. So when I take my cell phone over there, I get perfect reception like I'm here in America and I get great Internet. And I can tell you right now, just the advances in life in general since the, the like the advancement of technology around the world has really made outsourcing accessible and profitable. That is literally changing lives through entrepreneurship. Like we have the power right now to provide the best job that someone will ever have in their life. Think about that. Yeah, so, absolutely. I mean, right now I'm hiring people that, that worked at Shopify and Google, and Google and stuff like that. I would have never had that opportunity if it wasn't for the advances of the internet. So that's just incredible stuff. Perfect. Well, listen, that's going to wrap it up for today. Let everybody know how they can reach out to you and learn more about VA Staffer. And we'll go off from there. Absolutely, guys. Uh, you can just learn more about me, jeffjhunter.com or vastaffer.com. 
Uh, check out the team. By the way, all the bios on the team are written by themselves. I've got videos and stuff like that. We're not, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know about you, Dennis, but one of the things that always bothered me about outsourcing was the lack of integrity and honesty when it comes to those companies. You'll see like somebody in their little pantsuit and their little headset on. They're like, we're ready to serve you. Like my team is legitimate. They actually are there. Uh, I've got pictures and bios that they write themselves about themselves. If you have never outsourced before, I, I highly recommend you go check it out. And um, and I, I think you're going to have a, a bit of a different opinion than maybe what you usually think of when you think about outsourcing. Awesome. I agree 100%. That's why I hired Jeff and his team. I want to thank <laughs> you for being on the show. Thank you for sharing how to drive revenue using VAs. And I know for a fact we'll be talking again soon. Thank you. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.